Hello and good morning. Welcome to the morning show. Where we're going to talk about stuff in the morning. It's actually, it's like a 10.30 a.m. show. I think I used to do it at 9, so... Still morning. I guess. Uh, we have people listening. They can hear me. Maddie's not with me. Taylor's with me today. You were matching me a second ago. Not anymore. Now, I don't have one of those sweatshirts. Those buttery ones. You need to get one. Yeah, I know. I like this windbreaker a whole bunch, though. I do have coffee this time. Duncan. Got it at 7.42 a.m. Can you read some of the names on the list just so we can say hi to people that are in? We have Starbucks Mafia. Okay. Sorry about the Duncan stuff. <laughs> Kado. Kado. NDAP24. I feel like we talked to NDAP24 last week. I think you're right. Yeah. And then TC Glenn. That's my one of my best friends from middle school. He just texted me. Can I close the app? Well, yeah. He just texted me and probably said, uh, I'm here. I'm in here, dude. Does he want to join? No, I got it. I'm going to do the set. Well, we, yeah, he wants to join, but I'm going to make Taylor. I'm making you listen. His name's Taylor as well. I'm making you listen because I'm talking about songs first. That's what I decided to open it up with because it's not it's not uh, silly or anything, but it's it's what I've been. Uh, my my brain rabbit hole for the last two weeks has been this thought process, so I'm going to share it with you guys because it's about two songs. And then we'll do a random town, find out what that place is all about, who lives there, and then I'll take some some questions. So hopefully we put some like tight time limits on all this stuff. But appreciate you guys uh, listening and uh, a lot of comments on the YouTube. Uh, excited that it's back. It was funny that everyone was kind of like reflective of the old morning show and the quarantine times because it was very much of that. And I just had to explain to Dan Dan, the tech man, our uh, head of production and technology here. He just came on board full time. So claps for Dan. Uh, Tech is so hard. But I was explaining that I was like, this is a kind of an odd show. All the other shows have a very niche uh, this is where we talk about the Yankees and this is where we talk about baseball and this is where we do this. And this show is just me rambling. It's the inner thoughts and rambles of me. It's a hard sell to tell anyone, like, what is this show? It's like, I don't know. This guy just talks to himself for an hour every morning about random ass shit. That's what it is. It wasn't the, not the most popular show on the network, but a lot of you guys seem to be interested in it. So it's back, thanks to AMP. And... uh Amp is very excited uh, with the audience turnout on all of these live shows. So thank you guys if you're turning in, tuning into this one and if you're tuning into any of the others. And if you don't even know what the others are, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Baseball Today with Trevor Plouffe and Chris Rose uh, is live on Amp at 1130. So they'll be on right after me uh, on Amp talking about the biggest uh, conversations in baseball that day. The first 20 minutes are what the show has always been, and it gets repurposed on YouTube and on the podcast app. And then the back end, they, they answer questions. So that's cool because AMP has that ability to do that. And then at 1230 every day, we have a show on AMP as well. We have Jolly does a fantasy baseball show, The Joe's Show, uh, Paxton & Co. They had a fun episode Ashland has got her own show, college baseball, and whatever she wants to talk about. And um, the Robin Rourke and Rob show, Robin Rourke show. I didn't, so I we record every day at 1230, so I don't get to listen. So I can't wait till we start repurposing them on podcast apps because people were excited about the Robin Rourke show. I heard it was awesome. The Robin Rourke show was electric. Okay. For episode one, it was nuts. We do have a recording if you want to listen back, but I highly suggest everyone tunes into episode two because it was pretty wild just the two of them talking baseball just the two of them talking baseball i mean you know dan's energy is yeah, off the yeah. charts and they had they took callers and they talked a lot of yankees but it was it was pretty nuts um and uh and amp wanted they they had they wanted me to do it my own show uh and uh, was gonna say they wanted me to do my own show, and at first the contract that they sent over was like, and Jimmy's gonna do a weekly show where he talks about uh, sports, non non baseball sports. And I laughed 
And I said, I don't, I don't watch non-baseball sports besides cricket now. But like, if you think I'm going to talk about the NFL or the NBA or hockey, I was like, I, I know nothing. So then they're like, all right, well, you can talk about whatever you want. And I was like, all right, let's do morning again. Well, that's fun. So that's how we got here. So thanks for tuning in and downloading the app and supporting us. Uh, it's a very young app. They're like in beta mode, so they're testing out a lot of things. So we're learning as we go. And uh, it's fun. All right. Here's the rabbit hole to start off. That's music. Uh, a lot of people said I like the random towns. A couple people said I like the random baseball players. Actually, I think only very few people say that. And if there's one segment we don't get into, it's probably the random baseball players because I talk baseball on like five to ten other shows or properties. And then um, I got a couple of DMs and other stuff. Just like I like, I miss when you did talking songs and talked about music and all that. So I have been singing a song that I liked when I was in middle school or whatever from the early 2000s to baby my son, Baby James, which we call him Baby James. I don't know how long that's going to stick. That's like what he's called. Like my mom will say, how's Baby James? And my sister will say... Is baby James sleeping? It's never just James. So when I have been playing this song and it's asleep by the end of the song, every time it's the format who went on to be fun and then went on to be solo, Nate Roos on your porch, which I love the song anyway, because I have this really weird niche of songs that I like where um, a parent is giving the someone advice. I don't, it's like a very specific thing, but I can list three to five songs where they're telling a story and then they they share the advice their parents gave them and it always has resonated with me and I just like it um, whenever that happens. So there's like an Ava Brothers song that has it and then there's two that I'm talking about here and there's a couple others. So I've been playing this song to Baby James and he falls asleep instantly and I'm going to tell you the lyrics because then I realize there's another song that has the complete opposite message that I like just as much. And I'm trying to wrap my head around, oh, okay, both. I like both of these messages from parents, and I wonder why. And then I try to think about it and understand it. So, Song on Your Porch by The Format. It's a good one. It's a slow one. It makes my brother fall asleep. Came out in 2003. Trying to pull up the lyrics, but uh, Wi-Fi is not great in here. But anyway, the second verse is... It's all about how he's leaving Arizona to go to L.A. Uh, and, and try to make it big. It, the, the format was him and his buddy, uh, Sam, Nate and Sam. But his dad's been sick for a while. And um, let me see. So um, the lyric just goes, well, my dad was sick. My mom, she cared for him. Her love, it nursed him back to life. And me, I ran. I couldn't even look at him for fear I'd have to say goodbye. And then we get to the part where he talks about what his dad told him when he was, like, you know, leaving and going, and here it is. I start to leave He grabs me by the shoulder and he tells me What's left to lose? You've done enough and my son's asleep he's dead asleep his arm has fallen it's not stiff that's when i know i can put him in the crib so the dad grabs the singer nate or i mean i think this is autobiographical song and he's and his message as nate's going to chase his dreams and become a singer his message is you've done enough you know what's left to lose You've done enough. If you fail, well, then you fail, but not to us. And I think that's a nice message and probably super comforting. Probably elements of like his dad's really sick and he doesn't want, you know, if his dad does pass away or something, he doesn't want to be looked at as a failure in his dad's eyes and his dad wants to make sure he knows that, you know, he's been proud of him, even if he hasn't reached the pinnacle of his success. So the message is you've done enough, you know, and if you fail, well, then you fail. And later on in the song, which I like, this, the lead singer, he he says, well, now, so now here I sit in a hotel off of Sunset, sing Sunset Boulevard. Uh, my thoughts bounce off of Sam's guitar, and that's the way it's been ever since we were kids. But now we've got something to prove. And then he reiterates his dad's message to himself, uh, which, you know, is this. 
So it's just, you know, I think that's cool. He's like his dad's message resonated with him and he's living it now. And he says, uh, what's left to lose? I've done enough. If I fail, well, then I fail, but I gave it a shot. And I listen to that and I'm like, that's a really nice message. I sing it to my son. I fall asleep and he doesn't take in any of it because he doesn't know the English language yet. But sure, it's resonating with him. And then I was like, wait. There's another song in this really, really weird niche category of songs I like where you're getting parental advice and it's like meaningful, where the advice is the exact opposite of this. Like the exact opposite. So, and both lead singers are named Nate. So what the fuck's that about? Nate Roos for the format. Nate Rateliff for Nate Rateliff and the Night Sweats is his backing band. And he's got a song called Hey Mama. Which I love. It's like motivational song. It is the opposite message. Same thing. He calls his mom because he's just feeling down and out and worn out by the grind. And like, I don't know. I think I, think I got to quit, mom. Like that type of message. And uh, his mom just gives it right to him. And uh, she says like, oh, there's one line that says, uh, you, call, you, like, you called it the wrong time. You picked a bad time. And then I'll play you I'll play you the advice. Um, because she's basically like, he's like, come on, mama. What do you mean? And, she, and the mom is saying, I know you've been knocked down. I know it ain't all been easy. Nothing ever good really is. And then her advice to him is. She said, son, let me reason with you. You think you carry such a way. So it gets a little more loud, but if you didn't understand what she was saying, she's saying, you ain't gone far enough to say, at least I've tried, and you ain't worked hard enough to say, well, I've done mine. And it's a complete opposite message, because in the other one, the dude literally says to himself, what's left to lose? I've done enough. If I fail, well, then I fail, but I gave it a shot. And then in the other song, the mom is saying, you ain't gone far enough to say at least I've tried. Like, shut up. Keep going, little bitch. That's what she says. And I was like, I like both of those messages, but they're pretty contradicting. Obviously, each each situation is like its own. But I that was a connect the dot moment I had where like those songs kind of are similar. And then I was thinking more about the actual like, I don't know if psychology is the right word, but like, one is a son getting advice from the dad and the dad is being soft on him and that resonates. And the other is a son getting advice from a mom and the mom being tough on him. And in standard, I think like, I don't know, stereotype or like normally it's your parent that's the same gender is harder on you. That's why it's like a mama's boy and a daddy's girl. You know, it's not like a, a mama's girl and a daddy's boy. Those don't really get said because usually it's the same gender that's tougher on you. So the mom is supposed to be more caring and loving and the mom is the one pushing him. So maybe that for me or, or a lot of people, maybe that is even like, oh shit, mom's like telling me I haven't done enough. She's usually the caring one. And then the other one is, oh, dad's telling me I've done enough and he's proud of me no matter what. And he's the one that's usually tougher on me. So I was wondering if that plays into why I like it more because... That's probably the situation with me, although both of my parents are incredibly supportive and nice. So that's my music rabbit hole 
that I've been thinking of the last week. And now that I've emptied it to you guys, I'll probably move on and find a new one. But I've been playing that song and I think about that. I'm like, all these songs are similar. Only problem is I can't play the Nathaniel Rateliff one because that would wake James up. It gets pretty loud if I play that after the format he's asleep. So I haven't been listening to that one. So there you go. Music portion of the show is over. Also, the song I Would Be Sad by the Avett Brothers has parental advice in it too. And that's on the sleeping playlist. It's slow. And I know every word. Because I sing to him in his ear. And we listen to it. And that's how he falls asleep. We're on a pretty healthy diet of On Your Porch by the format. This Magic Moment, that's probably the only song that I can sing every single word to without even the music on it. And uh, Tiny Dancer. And then the first verse of Born in the USA, but a slow version by Bruce Springsteen. Because can't be like, just born down. Can't be doing that. He's sleeping. First kick I took is when I hit the... He's asleep. So that's that's the music section of the show. We've done it. Do you know any of those artists? You kind of nodded when I said Nathaniel Rateliff. Yeah, I really like him, actually. Mm, also, too. a massive fan of Tiny Dancer. Thinking about getting a lyric tattooed. What lyric? Blue Jean Baby. Mm, LA Lady. Have you seen the video of him writing Tiny Dancer? Like, before it's a song? No, I don't think so. I'll play it for you. It's uh, out of order. So, Elton John, his Benny... Is it Benny? Or Toppin? What's his name? His writer. I don't know if it's no idea what's his writer's name Toppin Elton John Bernie Benny Bernie so he he was basically a poet he would write all the lyrics and then he would just hand the words to Elton John and Elton John would just put him to a piano and a melody that's mm-hmm. their like relationship and there's this video of him getting the you know, this are all lyrics here, and I, you know, I just sift through them. There's one here that I sort of done the other day called Tiny Dancer, which yeah. is about Bernie's girlfriend. Uh, so, I just, you just sort of, just sort of, I looked at the lyrics now with the one I fancied writing, mainly because I, I knew Bernie I mean, would like me to do this. He hasn't this really one, done this a lot. That's girlfriend. her. That's Reg has to write very fast because he can't sort of, he hasn't got the pain. I knew Bernie but, uh, would like me to do this one because so it's about it. that's the girl that he's writing about? kind of see like the pirate smile mm-hmm. situation Reg has to write very fast because he can't sort of he hasn't got the patience to sort of spend hours Reg or days on something you know I mean that's that's Reg but he yeah I mean you look at it uh, the words uh, blue jean baby LA lady seamstress of the bad pretty eyed pirate smile you marry a music man ballerina as soon as you get the word ballerina you know it's not going to be fast it's got to be sort of gentle and and, slow, and sort of quite slow so I mean like the way it's written here is, is a verse and it's a chorus or a middle eight and a chorus then another verse I just sort of ran it through and put two verses together then a middle eight then a chorus and then back to the the verse so he would just take the words Mm -hmm. and then he would be like that's a verse that's a chorus just by looking at like if you see a poem and it's just like you know stanza Mm -hmm. and stanza and then he would that sort of just thing. It's, it's very, it happens very quickly. Kind of it sounds long, but it sort of it, it sort of starts off. Blue jean baby, LA lady, seamstress for the band. Pirates mine, pretty eyes. You marry your music man. It's not like done, yeah, done. That's very cool. And some lines get changed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I I go down rabbit holes of of listening to YouTube videos like this of of uh, songs before they were songs because like that song it, they just kind of become institutions in our brain, uh, and you forget like wait this was a personal story that someone wrote, mm-hmm. and 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 then it's now just a thing. You know what I mean? 
Like some songs are made by the machine. All those Max Martin songs and then the producers and like it's not someone's little diary entry that becomes mainstream. But then there's a lot like I don't love Coldplay, but I their songs are so big because they got so big that you just know them. And then when I like Chris Martin interviews and you hear him talk about like writing it and he was just like, it's just a, a, a story. But then I don't know. A lot of old songs like that. You're like, oh, that was once new. It's weird. It has become so normal in your head. All right. Is there, should we, let's, let's do one chat. We'll talk to my buddy Taylor and then I'll find a random town and we'll see what's going on there. All right. Taylor has been invited. Are you talking, Taylor? I don't think he's joined yet. Mm. He was invited. Invited, so he's got to join and unmute and all that stuff. And I have Google Maps open. And. Uh oh. Oh. Says you're muted, Taylor. You have to. What's up? Now, now can you hear me, sir? Yes, yes, yes. I can hear you. How are you? Wow, I'm good. Catch up, boy. Jemima Obanio, my dude. Yes, those are all my nicknames. Yeah, I thought the, I thought the listeners should hear the original nicknames before. My pe- my pen name. My pen name. How are you? I'm really good, man. This is cool. You'd like uh, you'd I'm like driving to a golf course right now, and actually, you know what? I realized last time I listened that there's a little delay. When you talk to people, so I'm going to say full sentences and then I'm going to shut up starting now. You'd like Nathaniel Rateliff, that the second artist I played, I think you'd enjoy his music. You have been introducing me to uh, weird music since like sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've always pretended to like it because I do everything that you do because you're cooler than me. And it's been like that for a long time. But, you know, I'll try to dive in if I can't. You would? No, you would. That's that's what uh, uh, some friends from California said when when this kind of got big. And then people would they would people would say they knew me they're like, oh, he's a baseball guy. And they're like, no, nah, he's a music guy. Like, I don't. He, he, that's what all my friends know me as a music person, not a baseball or sports person. Well, and you were you were like the book guy out of a group of dudes who were not you know, stereotypically book guys, right? You're the only person that read and like knew poetry and, uh, you know, you just, you were, you were the only one that had that interest when we were kids. We were like, you know, we wanted to light fireworks and get in trouble, which you also did. Also lit a lot of fireworks. We lit some big fire bombs uh, in uh, the woods of Connecticut. Oh yeah. So you're playing nine holes, 18 holes. You there still? Oh, ended. Um, hold on. Let me. Uh, Says you're still here. Jump off of my chair. I can hear you now. Hold on. One second. One second. It's uh, my Bluetooth. So my cars said call ended for some reason. I think we're good. Think we're good. Yeah. Hey, I told a story about uh, our hockey team on uh, our episode of Weekly Dumb today. Recap it. It was uh, we went we we went to Canada to play in a tournament um, when Schmidt was our coach, and we got our asses kicked. And there was one moment oh, where, yeah. where there's one moment where the the puck like flipped past the defenseman and was just sitting at center ice, and I could have had a breakaway, but I skated, I overskated the puck and lost it. And then like the crowd like cheered for two seconds because I was going to be on a breakaway, and then I lost it, and the crowd was like, oh. And then the other team had a fast break the other way. And we uh, there was uh, a guy just overskated the puck on a penalty shot. You probably don't remember that, but it was pretty embarrassing for me, so it stuck. I mean, I remember that trip for two reasons. One, we had to wear neck guards, which was just a joke. Uh, and, and, and you don't you can't look cool wearing a neck guard. You might have been a neck guard guy before no. everyone else was. Take that but back. We had to wear, had to wear neck guards. And, and they had that weird offsides rule that we weren't used to, so we just kept getting smoked. 
Yeah, we just stop. Yeah, we, we thought the whistle would blow because it was like we had the automatic. Uh, I don't know what was different, but like automatic offsides, and they had the version where you can play it out as long as you get out of the zone. And they would just—it was a fast break every time. We lost like ten nothing every game. It was yeah. terrible. Yes, they had they played like the NHL offsides where you can regroup, and we played. We had been played automatic offsides as soon as it happened. We were 12, 12 13 year old years old. We also the whole team uh, was obsessed with Heelys because they had just come out, and that one kid, Dave or Dave had had a pair and we went to a parking garage and everyone just took turns wearing them and going down the parking garage. Yeah, I, I do remember that. I, I never had a pair of Heelys. Uh, my, my mother was not a fan of things that could injure you. Although I was allowed to play ice hockey for some reason, but yeah, I, I remember being very envious of Heelys and soaps. I never had soaps a pair of big. Heelys either. I just wore whenever my friends had them. We just wore them. I, I always thought they should have combined Heelys and soaps. And I don't know if they ever did, but it seems like a no-brainer because then you can you can roll into a grind. To me, it seems like you have access to like creating things these days. So perhaps to do it, maybe in the warehouse we'll set up like a Healy course with like ramps and 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 grind poles. Well, you're also sort of describing aggressive inline skates, but but, like but only heels. No front. No front. No, uh, no front wheel. So like a really slow moving downhill only version of aggressive inline skating. Yes. Yeah. And you can run too. So you can like, you can, you can run and jump into things and then you can grind. Soaps are pretty wild. You know, that brings in the skimboarding aspect there. That's where your mind goes. You know, the full sprint into the, uh, you know, let the device take you the rest of the way, move. You were always very talented in that regard. I was not. Yeah, I, was, I had good balance. A lot of people, because I'm short uh, and portly, like they, they like to joke that I'm not athletic, but I was pretty athletic growing up. In the fact no, that I, I could just do, I, I could to, play listen, games. I want, to give, I want to give like my short version of the breakdown just so people understand. Like Jimmy moved to my town in fifth grade Every girl liked him, and he played hockey, and he I think he wore my number in the same organization, and I hated him. I didn't wear your number. You like, odd, you like odd numbers. You're like, you like number one, you number wanted, three, and number seven. No, I got all that shit because other people got my numbers first, and I would get the, one, the ones that were left over for some reason. I don't know what happened, but I wanted 14. I was Brendan Shanahan oh, guy. That is my number. And you, you got... You got fourteen, and I, you know, I just had a lot of reasons to hate you. And then I had a firm, if you can't beat them, join them mentality. And then I just started following you uh, into the, you know, wearing PacSun clothing, and we were into skimboarding, and we listened to weird music, and I tried to read a book or two, and 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 we videotaped things, and and you know, you edited them, and and that, you know, it's turned into your whole life. You're you're a trendsetter. Without trying to be one, and I think that's the the thing that I always uh, I always envied about you, and I think it's clearly turned into your thing. You're just you do what you want to do, not trying to impress anyone, and people either come along or they don't. And you do I think you learned this the, this little cool behavior <clears throat> that Courtney used to do to us when we were young. Like if you do something embarrassing or say something stupid around Courtney, she'll just like go ew. And yeah. like when you're when you're in sixth grade, and you hear that from an older cool girl who's like a cheerleader, it just it hits you right in the chest, and you never want to do that thing again. And and that was like you kind of adopted that in the male version. Like if if people didn't want to do the thing you wanted to do, you didn't judge them, but you gave them that little bit of like, all right, dude, like whatever you're gonna do is less cool than the thing I'm about to do. So you, you know you can come along or not. And it's like that's your whole your whole life now. Look at it, <laughs> you know. Fridays are now the same as when you and I lived together. I just I just set up a bunch of cameras and play wiffle ball with my buddies. <laughs> my mom came to the war- warehouse and said, "Oh, you really haven't grown up at all, huh, Jim?" I was like, "Nah." It's the same thing. Well, dude, you did you did you did the it's the dream, man. I mean, we've been trying to set up the best possible wiffle ball you know, duct tape ball set up anywhere you or I have lived for, you know, 20 years. Yeah. Luke and, and I played uh, a version. Now you, now you found it. Luke and I played a two inning game 
like off camera last Friday in the warehouse. And uh, when it was bullshit, I gave him advice halfway through. I was beating him five nothing. And I was like pretty confident in that. And then, and then I was just being a nice brother and teammate. And I said, dude, if you stand like a f- half a foot closer to the plate, you're going to be much better at hitting and harder to pitch to. And he did. And then he came back and beat me six, five. <laughs> he was like, that really you helped. Gotta take away the back door. Gotta take away the back door with those kind of balls, man. Yeah. There's a, the league was really pitching heavy. Uh, it ends up being more hitting heavy, heavy, and I think the more you see the same pitcher, you can make just like really slight changes, and it's 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 tough. You got to get over though. You know, you heard yeah, no, listen, you, 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 broke, you broke that down in the uh, in the last episode. Actually, I, I listened uh, carefully. Um, you know, I'm, I'm new to the podcast game, so this is kind of fun for me to actually pay attention and have a reason to do so. But on that wiffle ball note, I'm going to say this. I, I, I want to say, and feel free to rebut this, we, we played a lot over the years. I'm going to say boldly that it was close, but I have a winning record against you. Go Pro- ahead. Probably. Probably. But I would say that you probably should have had a way better record than me. I don't, like, like, I just grind it out. Same way now. <laughs> like, the, the way I throw pitches is ridiculous. And then when those kids come that have live arms and all they do is twist their hand this way, like a centimeter and the ball flies. I'm like, I got, I don't have a live arm. I'm basically throwing with a dead arm. So I do these crazy ass grips and then I stay in it. But, uh, no, I would say that you were slightly up. I also have, no, but I think it's pretty close. Like we, we, we always played close games, but I think you probably won a couple more. Well, that's what I was going to comment on. You said you were you were a pretty good athlete. People might not give you as much credit for, it, but you were you were that you were always fast, much faster than you know people would think. And you you had a, you got a motor, you know, like an old coach would say, like Jimmy's got a high motor. You never had that, like I'm going to coast when the puck's not near me, or you were just always fucking. You were going. Oh, am I allowed to swear? Sorry. Yeah, you are. I think. I think. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah, I, I can't not go. A 100%. Which I think what people watching the Blitzball realize because I'm diving everywhere. And then and then I'm like one of the only... There are a couple people who are diving, but I'm diving, hurting myself. I don't know how to... But that's a, that's always... Like if... My thing, I think probably get it from my dad and Courtney's like, if you're going to play, then fucking play. Like the worst thing is to play a game against someone. That's why you and I got along so well. Because you be as competitive as you possibly can be within the parameters of this game. And then after the game, laugh about it and not care and don't carry it with you. But I, I would hate to play against someone who wasn't like 100% their goal was to win. That sucks. That reminds me of a funny story. I don't know how much time I have, but I'll make it quick. I was at your, your I think your brother's baseball ending uh, series or something like celebration uh, in Connecticut. I think when I lived there and they had a ping pong tournament and, uh, you know, on the point of like never going weak or like letting somebody win, I get matched up in my first game against some dad and there's all these kids there watching, like everyone's hyped up, like the, the adults playing each other. I remember this. And I skunked this dude seven, nothing. He had no idea what was coming. I went as hard as I could. I made this poor man look silly in front of his son and his son's friends. Yep. And and you you pulled me aside and you were like, dude, you didn't need to beat him like that. And and like to me, I remember that I remember that so distinctly because it didn't even cross my mind at that point in my life not to destroy this man. <laughs> I'd never met him. I don't know if I shook his hand. I don't remember his name. I didn't know which kid was his, but I knew that I was there to win, and that was it. And and you made me feel so stupid. Well, I was right like, I was like, make sure you shit. win, but you know, you didn't need to do all that. I remember that. I remember who it uh, was, yeah. but that was because that was because, I mean, this is what I, this is what we're doing in the warehouse now, but everything, uh, everything I do is a tournament or a league. So we had like a, it was a backyard party for the end of the baseball season. And I, I created a 12 man bracket of a ping pong tournament to play. And it was the, and like, 
not every dad knows what they're signing up for. They're like, yeah, I'm in. And then, you know, and then they're like, oh, I thought it was going to be a fun tournament. I just got beat 21 nothing. <laughs> so it was like, hey, man, like we kind of forced that dude to play. Make sure you win. Well, and that, that's one of those things that, like, your dad did really, really well. And I'm sure you picked that up from him. It was like he would just – because I was good. And you and I would have matches, but your dad was a master. And he would just toy with you. Yeah. He would toy with you all the way down until there was about five points left. And I don't know if you can still hear me. Yeah, we got you. Cut out yeah. quickly, but you're back. Okay. No, no, we're cool. We're cool. Yeah, your dad had that. Like, he would, he would like, mirror what you were doing. Like, I would always try to slam the forehand, and that wasn't his game. But he, he knew he was going to beat me. So he would just try to slam him back and play my game just because it was funny to him. And then he would just start spinning these perfect backhands and serves that you can't return and, and win. And, uh, you know, he let me stay in it. He could have beat me seven, nothing and made me look silly, but he didn't. Yeah. I remember playing against my, I remember playing against my dad in Illinois once. And, uh, he definitely was doing that cause I was 12 years old and he was uh, a dad and, yeah. uh, he, he was beating me by a ton and he like gave me the room and I was getting really frustrated. I wanted to quit. And he gave me the room to like come back and make it close. And I knew he was doing that. And I was like, well, I'm going to come back and make it close. And then I'm going to beat you. Like, and you're going to regret giving me these sympathy points. Cause I hated sympathy points. And, uh, and then he, he gave me like this big, like, that was good. You, I thought you were going to quit and you didn't quit. I'm proud of you. And I was like, fuck, that's probably why if you're going to play a game, play to win. Also, Courtney, my sister, like if, if I ever asked her like, court, you want to play? And she said, no, I'd say, okay, fine. And then Luke would be like, no court, come on, play. And I'm like, no, no, no. She doesn't want to play. Then she's not going to be fun to play against. <laughs> it's going to suck. So that was yeah, no, that's a good point. It's, it's a, it's a masterful art to learn how to, uh, to let somebody win or like stay in the game without them knowing it. Uh, we, we both have that. If somebody's doing that and you realize it's happening, then you don't even want to play anymore. Uh, it, it's tough. Because, you know, even if you win at that point, it's like, did I really win? Does it count? Oh, that pisses you know? me off more than anything. And I get it because we're filming these games for content. So sometimes, like, if I'm going to walk in the 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 go-ahead run or, like, the winning run, I know Jake's just going to swing just to prolong the at-bat because it's better content. But at that point, I'm like, well, he better fucking, like, beat me on this next pitch because if I win, I, in the back of my head, I know I didn't win. He just kept the bat back going for content because a walk-off walk's boring and that'll eat me up more this new league we have the one inning league there's a lot of balls where i die for and i try to make the play and they and they keep congratulating me on a good effort and i keep turning to zach and i go if i don't make the play tell them to shut the fuck up like <laughs> 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 don't fucking congratulate me for diving and missing but i get so in my head and then as soon as the game and that's the difference. As soon as the game ends, you can't care anymore. In my opinion. But I think it's good though, because you, you've had this, you know, thinking about content in the back of your mind, probably for many, many years where, you know, well, you have, a, you have, to have a balance, but like if you commit and, you, and you're not worried about the content and you still have that in you, that's like, I think that's a good uh, gauge on not losing yourself. You know what I mean? Like you could, you could be all for content. And I think, uh, like real critics or people like real fans, I'll say like if I was watching that and I could tell, I would not be interested anymore. Like I would know if it was just for content. Well, I yeah, no, that's that when I'm watching stuff. Yeah, that's the balance. Is like we need to find people that are entertaining, but they're themselves. Like I don't know if you've watched a lot, but this kid Jack from We Got Ice who plays with us, he he's very similar to me. Like he's funny, he's witty. But he gets real upset if he loses. He really wants to win. Is is silly because he's we're like very similar. We're like cerebral thinking the whole time, upset, and uh, like not do not want to lose. But then as soon as it's over, me and him just sit next to each other. And we what about that pitch and this pitch and that pitch and talk about the whole thing. Yeah, not everybody nobody understands how fun the uh, the recap can be, even if it's just two dudes. Well, it's like the morning after a night out too, which. You know, what did we do last night? <laughs> well, we, we could bring that up if you want. I never remembered. So yeah, it's true. You're still asleep. <laughs> I had I had to wait. I had to wait for the reports to see who might have upset that that evening prior. That's uh, true. Yeah, you know, some sometimes I, I rarely got a, a good report card. I'll say that. That's well, saying it lightly. Yeah, some tough times. 
We'll end on that note. What a great note. No, but I, I'm going to go because I'm going to talk about a random town. Cool. That's Love the you, next buddy. That's part of the show. Love you. See you, bye. Bye. That's T.C. Glenn. Lives in Florida now. Was roommates with me and Jake in college. But some some heavy drinking tough times. Uh, ooh, the Yankees PR tweeted. What'd they say? They officially announced that Andujar is coming up because Hicks is leaving because he had a baby. Should I talk about a town or should we do more calls? We have 15 minutes. We have a couple people waiting still. I have a town. I don't know what state I'm in, but it's a tiny town called Wilbur. So maybe we'll just like intertwine them. It looks like we're in Wilbur, Nebraska. And it's it's a pretty small town. I'm going to go to the Wikipedia and see what it's all about. Looks like there's... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one streets in Wilbur, Nebraska. If anyone's around there, there's a RV park campground there, so that's cool. And they have a DMV. That's cool. All right, I'm gonna poke around this town and also talk to anyone that wants to call in with a question. I guess let me know who's who's joining. I can look at the phone, I guess. I'm going to invite Kato because they've been here for a really long time. K-O? K-Do. K-A-Y-D-O. I'm assuming it's Kato, but don't know for sure. Okay. Excited to chat. Wilbur, Nebraska, Wikipedia. Saline County, Nebraska. Population of 1,855 people. How about that? Kato. Oh, he's here or she's here. But all right. What's up? Hey, do you still want to know about North Macedonia? I read some of the comments about it. Can you give me like the bullet point recap above it about it? It was not North. It was Macedonia. Okay. After like World War Two, when it was Yugoslavia, that was the Soviet Republic of Macedonia. But it was always a conflict because Alexander the Great was from Macedon and about 2 million Greeks considered themselves Macedonian. So that was a big problem. And uh, basically they agreed to change it to North Macedonia in 2019 so that they could join NATO because Greece was blocking it. So Greece kind of owns the rights if this was like, you know, IP to Macedonia. So they will be North. Pretty much, but I think that the people in North Macedonia still call themselves Macedonians, but there's still people in Greece who call themselves Macedonians too, and they're not really the same people. And it was Yugoslavia? Yeah, when Yugoslavia broke up, um, they made it, they called themselves, they just switched from, you know, the Soviet Republic of Yugoslavia, or the Soviet Republic of Macedonia as part of that, I don't know, the Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia to the Republic of Macedonia. Love it, man. Geoguesser, getting in, just learning yeah. so much geography. I will there's, say, there's a lot of world. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for calling in, and and I will say that uh, one episode of Geoguesser, uh, the Gambia came up, which is in the middle of uh, uh, Senegal, and it's just the, the river yeah. of the Gambia. And then I I went on a long rabbit hole, and it was called Gambia for a while, but then people got kept confusing it for with zambia so like 20 years ago or pretty recent they they said no we are the gambia as a way to not get confused with zambia which i think zambia should respond and be like we're the zambia and they should just keep going back and forth they could do that they have to reprint all their money a lot but you know yeah well then i don't know but gambia just owns the river kind of like how Rhode Island, I always say, just stole the coastline from Connecticut. And we're like, we'll take the vacation spots. You guys get all the inland. That's what the Gambia did to Senegal. They're like, that cool river where all the export and import comes, that's our country. And Senegal is like, all right. Yeah, it's like uh, Croatia, too. And back to Yugoslavia, they have like that whole coastline cutting off Albania, I think it is. Yeah, or Chile. Chile was like, fuck the mountains. We'll just take the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Smart moves by those guys. Have you seen the Gambia, Taylor? Look at the country. I have not. The, so that's the country is the dark red. Thanks for calling in. You see it? Yes. That's a 
that's a separate country than Senegal. Oh, yeah. They got, I mean. They just stole the river. Yeah, they completely cheated the system Which there. Which is all the trade. So, sucks for Senegal, I guess. Uh, all right, you want to do another caller? Yeah, we have NDAP is still in here. Okay. So, we can talk to them. All righty. You can do that. Invited. NDAP. NDAP 24. Our Geo Guesser video, who would have known a 60-minute video would have been the more popular on the channel? But that's pretty funny. I don't realize how funny some of the things we were saying while we do that are because we're very much, like I was saying, we're competing, like in it, trying to win. And though we are trying to be funny and silly as well, it's not straight. But uh, the comment, like people like leave the, co- like quote us in the comments and I'm like, oh, that is funny. Like we did say that. All right, we got NDAP24. Currently, there you go. What's up? Yo, what's going on? Did we chat last week? I remember your username. We did not. No, I was in here, though. Okay. All right. How are you? I'm doing good, man. 8 a.m. college class has ended, so. Are you a freshman? Uh, yes. Uh, okay, that's the only possible excuse to have an 8 a.m. college class is if you're a freshman and you didn't get to dictate your schedule. You just make sure that you don't have an 8 a.m. ever again. Sophomore, junior, senior year. That would be my advice to you. Guess that was just a quick advice chat. If you're still here, go five... Four, three, two, one. Okay, well, thanks for calling in. Um, yeah, 8 a.m. classes suck. How did you do your college classes? I had a lot of three-hour blocks. I was an art major, and we had to do three-hour blocks twice a week for one class. So I got stuck with a lot of 8.30s. They were 8.30s, mm. but a lot of them. I did, like, five, if you did five classes a semester, I would do one Tuesday three-hour block but I think it was once a week it wasn't twice that's one, normal one Thursday and then I I did two Monday Monday Wednesday Friday oh, I did a couple Monday Wednesday Friday never went to the Friday class yeah it was the, the three hours really really got me but I would make it I would do two classes on Tuesday that's what I would do I would do two I would do no I do Monday Wednesday um long class and then Tuesday, I would do like two, three-hour classes or like two-hour classes, and then, and then get out. I would. I mean, if I I had to take a couple Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes, and I just I just never went on Friday ever. I was not a good student. I never thought it mattered. I skipped class a lot, and I would try and convince my friends to skip class with me, and they were like, "We're biology majors, and you're an art major, and you know we can't just be skipping." Also, like liberal arts major, so bio, so like, yeah, I don't. I skip class a lot. But. I guess science and math you can't like skip. That's why I didn't like it. I guess I never ever thought what I thought school was important. I never thought like what you did in the classroom was important. I'd read or write. That's what I'd do. Just sit in the back and I would either have a book or I would be writing a book. <laughs> um, unless there was like, I was really interested. Like I took one class on Lincoln. I was really interested in it. So I would just like, and then I would take notes because I wanted to remember. So I'd take like crazy notes. I'd just like kind of like write down to what he was saying. And then help me remember. But on the GeoGuessr, a lot of people always get like fresher. Like how does a history major not know this? I was a U.S. history major. I didn't. I didn't put anything else, like any world history into my brain. I would, I would not go and I would just write the paper and then that was it. So sorry to all those people upset with me. We have anyone else wants to chime in? We have a bunch. Um, I'm going to let it's uncle John in because he tweeted me before saying that um, the videos when you were playing were a little spotty and I appreciated that. Oh, so I'm going to let him in. He just joined. What's up, uncle John? What's up, Jim? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Just living the dream, man. I'm uh, putting together a grill for my mother-in-law, uh, but it started raining, so I had to clean up the tools real quick mm. and then come into Is it My dad put so. together a grill last weekend or weekend before that, and the instructions were insane. Yeah, it's deceptively shitty to do. I 
I, I'm helping my mother-in-law out with a lot of different things because I'm between jobs, but kind of like work part-time for a consulting thing. And she does a lot. So I was like, well, I'll put together this grill for you. How hard could it be? Turns out very hard. Yeah. 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 Not a good time. Well, but I, I was also a history major. That's exciting. I didn't know you were a major in the, the U.S. history. Yeah. What was your focus? Was it U.S. or was it... Yeah, it was U.S. I went to school to be a teacher uh, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and then they didn't put me in education classes until, like, my fifth senior year. Not my fifth senior year, my first senior year, so, like, my fifth year of college. And once I was in the classroom, it just sort of hit me that being in a classroom kind of sucks. So, Dude, that's exactly that's my same exact story. I went to college as a history. Well, I went undeclared, and then I was like, the only classes I enjoy are history, so I should just be a history major because I actually like past college. And I and I always told mm. you I wanted to be a teacher. I like I like kids. I like you like I liked coaching youth baseball, and I like being around kids, and I like uh, like talking about things or explaining things. Like I still kind of do that in a way, but uh, right. I fucking hated being in a classroom, man. It 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 felt like. Uh, torture so yeah it sucks so halfway through college i was like no way and i i didn't do any of the education courses i just made up my mind i was like i'm not i hate being in classrooms i hate yeah everyone having to sit and listen and like you know forced reading is why kids grow up hate hating to read so there's just a lot of like shittiness i hate to be in the classroom basically so i agree with you Dude, I've recently made this, I've, I've come to a realization that I don't like to read, which makes me sad, but it's also kind of freeing. Mm. Like, I'll audiobook all day long, but because I had to read so much in college, uh, I was asked recently what books I'm reading. I'm like, I'm not reading any books. I actually don't think I like reading, so I've taken a hard boycott not against reading. Good for you, man. I, I love reading. Yeah. I don't have any time. Like, if I get an open hour window, it's like, I just try to edit a breakdown basically as we continue mm. to grow and I I miss reading. So sometimes on well actually Wi-Fi is getting cheaper and cheaper so I don't even do it on flights anymore. But uh I still like buy books all the time thinking I'll read this. That's why I kind of like the poetry books cuz they're you read one page at a time. Dude, do you want a really good poetry recommendation? Yeah, always. Okay, there's this book, it's a poetry collection called Wyoming by it's like Wyoming the Lost Poems by oh shit what's it what's it called let me look it up really quick I recently recommended it Terry McDonald yes I just googled it dude all right that it, it'll hit you right in the feels the guy writes the whole time like it's basically just collections of stories that you would think you would hear if you hung out in a small Wyoming town um and then he also was he was a writer in like new york and la so he also has some poems about like going from wyoming to new york and la but my screen i I cried and laughed all right my screen right now says order placed thanks i just bought that book so dude please i'll I'll check in uh next week or two weeks and let me know what you think yeah if it's poetry i'll just flip through it a couple times awesome man thanks for uh calling in did you have any question or you just want to chat no, nah, dude, I've just uh, been a big believer in John Boy for a while, and I've always wanted to just shoot the shit. So awesome, good to, good to do so. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, you too. Have a great one. You do. All right, we got four minutes. We'll do one or two more. If anyone has a quick question, we'll do the just ask it right away, and then uh, then we'll go. Um, Nate Steele's here now. All right, let Nate in. Of course, always let Nate in. Nate, you've been invited. Nate's on his way. Nate Steele. Hello. Can you hear me? We can. How do you how how are you feeling about your angels? Uh, good. Uh and kind of impromptu went to the game last night with the kids. So oh, that was good. Lorenzen is still, you know, kind of proving the skeptical me wrong, which is great. I was uh, kind of worried about him, kind of moving from reliever to starter this year, but I mean he's doing great. Is uh and the, yeah, I, Hicks did Hicks pitch yesterday too against them. I don't know, but uh, everyone's that. Do your kids enjoy the game? How how old are they again? They're young. Yeah, they're young. It's it's tricky. Uh, they're seven, uh, six, and three. So the three year old loves like anything that's happened on the video monitors, like any of the music, any like the dancing. But then like when the baseball starts, he's just like, give me candy, give me snacks. Um, 
my oldest one, like last night was like finally starting to ask me questions about the game, which I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And I was like, <laughs> I started, I got like way too excited about that. So I started like dumping like random like facts, everything I knew. Like I tried to just like seize that opportunity to like teach her everything. But she was like, what, like, what's the point? You know, like, how do you yeah. score a run? <laughs> so, and then the, 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 the six-year-old, she's kind of just like, you know, she's good for a few innings. She's kind of like the quieter one. So she's like, you know, chills for a little bit. And then she's like, oh, let's go on a walk. Let's walk around the stadium. I'm like, that's not kind of why we're here. But my wife's, uh, you know, she doesn't mind. She's like, she's like, yeah, I want to get my steps in. So I'll, I'll walk the kids around. You, you can watch the game. So, you Did know, kind of tag team it. And it was they, great. Uh... Do they allow you to watch it on TV at night, or are you like game on the phone and and family kid shows on the big screen? Oh, uh, game game on the phone for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my mom definitely. was just telling yeah. me. My mom was just telling me about uh, how when I started watching the game on TV with my dad, my my dad was excited, which is cool to hear those stories uh, from the parents' perspective that I just don't hear. But now as a parent, like my she said, like my dad, like you know, was nudging her, like, look, he's watching with me, which is really cute. Uh, <laughs> But I, cause I, cause I always, I mean, I just, I never watched religiously, but I would watch with my dad and figure it out. And then same thing you're just saying is I went to the game with James, who's four months old. So I have a long way to go, but I was thinking oh, yeah. that shit, when he starts coming with me and if he takes an interest in it, which he doesn't have to, but if he does and starts asking questions, like how do I mute myself and only give him like 10%, you know, I got to make sure I'm yeah. not like being annoying like yeah they score a point when they touch home and like that's the only baseball fact what i say for that day yeah for sure it's it's definitely tricky like last night we did the she asked about like what are those numbers in the outfield like the retired numbers nice and i was like oh great yeah this is perfect start with angels history you know start there and then and then she asked about runs and then i like tried to like get into like pitching because we, we were pitching at the time and and I was like, look, there's the, the count and there's like the, the miles per hour. And my wife kind of gave me a look like, you got to, <laughs> you got to stop. Yeah. You got to like take what you can get. That's funny. Um, I'm going to have to go through the same thing. Yeah. It was kind of, yeah, we were just kind of like came home from work a little early. And I was like, well, the Angels playing, should we go? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so it was, it was a good game and glad we got the W. Um, but I did actually have a question yeah. and I feel like, I feel like you have some experience in this. I'm actually going to... I'm doing a little baseball trip with my brother this weekend. We're doing the night game in San Francisco and the day game in Oakland the following day on Saturday. So I wanted to, I, I believe you've been to games at both those stadiums. I wanted to ask if you had like any, like, Oh, you got to get this food item there. You got to do this at the stadium when you're there. And so you're going to San Francisco and Oakland in the same day or the or yeah. night game. Are they, uh, the... Friday, Friday Friday in San Francisco, and then Saturday, Oakland, day game. I didn't realize it was a home-and-home two-game set. Uh, dress really warm. San Francisco is going to be freezing. And then Oakland oh, yeah. Oakland during the day, it'll be – you know those pants that were popular in the early aughts that were – you could zip them off and become shorts? Like those were made for the Bay Area. So depending on right. where you're sitting in the stadium, you can either be like – there will be people with a blanket and hoodies in one side of Coliseum, and on the other side, there will be people uh, sunbathing. Like, it just all depends because it's so breezy. Uh, it's, right. But um, Coliseum is overrun with cats right now. They just report out that there's 30 to 50 feral cats. Um, so I have no suggestions for the Coliseum. I guess enjoy the game. The people that are there are diehards. In San Francisco, it's the garlic fries are like the most common thing and the most popular thing. Have you been to okay. the, you been to Giants games? Did you travel with them? I have not, but I've heard lots about the garlic fries. Yeah, the garlic fries are the most popular thing for sure. And then it's a it's it's pretty. So I, that's the stadium with the view. So I would uh, I would just walk the concourse in the early innings yeah. before you settle in. Yeah, we're in the outfield for San Francisco, and then like because ch- tickets are so cheap, we're like right behind home plate for Oakland. So, yeah, and it's still not even close because of all the foul territory. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but no, it's fun. <laughs> cool. Enjoy. All right, I got to wrap up because I went a little long. And baseball today is live right now on the AMP app. So if you want to go tune in, they're going to take callers. They're going to do thirty minutes of uh, baseball talk and then take callers. Thank you to Nate and Taylor and NDAP 
and who was the other who was the history major that we chatted with I forget. Uh, wait, John, uh, Uncle John John and I think did we talk to Cato I don't think so no, I don't think Cato ever tuned yeah. in yeah briefly briefly thought that was NDAP whatever thanks everyone for uh, tuning in we'll be back next week and then, yeah, we're still trying to figure out the format and the structure. So we did songs, didn't really do a town, talked to my, my buddy for a while, so that ate it up. But it was good to chat with him, so cool. All right. Uh, I can play the same song I played as the intro. It's Jason Isbell. Mm, it says not connected to the internet anymore, so maybe we won't. Here we go. Might be loud. Last time I bombed us with loud noise, and it sucked. Nah, whatever. It's out. We're done. That's the show. No outro music. <laughs>